Um, so anyway, here's an update. Ogar is actually playing the drums again. I saw a photo on social media of Ogar playing drums, so I reached out to him on the phone, and we had to talk about it. I'll air our conversation later, but I'll let you know, right now, he's playing drums again, he's happy about it, he's wiser about it, he's playing with people who are good friends and who are considerate of his needs and his boundaries. I really didn't expect that to happen, but... It reminded me of my very first episode with Carson, who spontaneously said, all this is making me want to try soup. And Seth also said something about, I have to get in the headspace now of thinking what it's like to be monogamous, because I wasn't used to thinking about it. He said something like that. Um, so it's been unexpected to see people examining the other side while we're talking, although I guess I shouldn't be surprised I guess I could have seen that coming um, since we're here sort of talking about both sides. Uh, but I'm impressed by the open-mindedness, uh, and I'm trying to promote open-mindedness on the show. Uh, one thing I was genuinely surprised about was Marsha's experience with social media. I guess I expected that episode three would be another light topic, like in the vein of the first two. I don't eat soup. I don't clap my hands. They're kind of light topics, but... Wow, I was taken aback by the experience that Marsha had had with social media being used to threaten school shootings and being used for sexual harassment against her. I guess, you know, it's because I'm on social media myself, and while I find it annoying in a lot of ways, social media, I have so I have boundaries associated with social media. Uh, I don't use it willy-nilly, you know, but I haven't seen anything that bad as, as threatening shooting and threatening uh, and, and uh, sexual harassment. I haven't seen anything that bad on it personally. So I never expected it. And it really opened my eyes. Um, I have a conversation coming up in season two where we talk to Fuzzy, who in contrast to Marsha, was on social media a lot as a content creator and uh, as a promoter of live events. And then Fuzzy quit uh, due to things getting bad. Marsha had always stayed off, but Fuzzy did a total 180 and just quit. So I'm looking forward to airing that. I hope you're looking forward to hearing about Fuzzy's experience. But uh, what I'm getting from both of these conversations, I'll tell you right now that... It's this, like, although social media on the surface, it tries to look like a happy place, I think that's its main appeal. Uh, everybody come and be together and be happy. And it sometimes is a happy place, for sure. I'm not going to say that it never is, but it also has a real dark side that causes people to get rid of it or to keep it out of their lives. And it got me thinking that I guess it's kind of like school for Melody, in that, if you remember Melody, we, we think that school is for everyone, like both social media and school. They're made for everyone. Uh, everyone can do this, or in the case of school, kind of everybody has to do this. And the intention is that everybody uses these things, but probably neither of them are really for everyone. It's easy to say that the person on the outside the person who doesn't do the things is weird or that there's something wrong with them. But I think that 
institutions are made for the benefit of people. That's the purpose of the institution. School is for sure. It's seen as part of your development and as a measure of success because its purpose is to help you develop and succeed. So if it doesn't do what it's purported to do, then sometimes wouldn't you say that the institution fails the students? It does, maybe. But then, but all, all it ever says is that the students failed. It gives them an F. So maybe the students do fail, but doesn't the institution also fail, is what I would say. Like... The institution's purpose and intention is to help them succeed, right? So can we really say that the student was the only cause of that outcome? That the institution had nothing to do with it? I guess this took a rhetorical turn. Um, but, but personally, I guess I wouldn't say that anything or anyone necessarily failed. But I would say that in some cases, it seems that the educational system isn't for everyone, Right? And if it's meant to be universal, then it isn't perfect. It isn't 100% universal. And maybe the same is true for social media. If social media is hostile, then doesn't it have some failings as a place for friends? That seems like a fair criticism. Maybe it's not even harsh enough, you know? <laughs> My view tends to be pretty well-tempered, I hope. And I hope you appreciate it. Uh, there's enough high-octane opinion out there. You can find a different podcast. But those are some things to consider, I think, you know. So speaking of things that are supposed to work for everyone, and think, uh, speaking of uh, religion and spirituality, you know, I studied a lot of cultural anthropology when I was in college. One idea that I learned about, uh, which dominated that field uh, as far as psychology of religion, is that every culture ever, I'm sorry, anthropology of religion, is that every culture ever on the earth, uh, in general, that we know about, has or has had what these cultural anthropologists would call a religion. Again, in general, every culture on the earth has or has had a religion. So there's a lot of diversity among those religions. There's a lot of things that they would call a religion that you and I might not, okay, to be fair. But I still think it says something about the universality of religion. And that's sort of the the dominant thing that I was hearing when I was in school. So one thing that, that that position does not say, though, is that every single individual person in all of those cultures practices that religion. So that's a distinction. Like, sure, everybody does it, but not everybody inside of those groups will do it. So we'll find people who are outliers in those groups it doesn't say that the practices work for everyone. It doesn't say that every individual person is enriched by the mythology or by the ritual. It's part of the culture. And it's there for everyone in town, everyone in the tribe, you know, but it's not for everyone in town necessarily. It doesn't necessarily work or jive or connect or fit. And again, we find people who are quick to blame the ones who are different. They say, you're wrong, you're flawed, because you don't fit in with this thing. If this thing is universal, or it's, they told me it was anyway, it's supposed to be. And then there's other people who might resist that idea and say, no, you know what? 
They're not flawed. I'm not flawed because I don't fit in. The institutions are flawed because they don't work for us. It's not us. It's you. And, you know, I just want to stop the fight, man. Myself, Ocho, I just want to say everyone's flawed, okay? Nobody's perfect. There's no individual. There's no institution. No nation. No religion. Nobody is perfect. And more importantly, much more importantly than that, how wonderful, how beautiful and intricate and amazing that there's always an exception. That there's somebody who doesn't eat soup. There's somebody who doesn't play sports or clap their hands. And if you're a weirdo and you know it, then you know yourself. I can tell you, it's a surefire way to encounter yourself. Try to fit in and find out that you don't. You will know that part of yourself, that part of yourself that doesn't fit in. You will know it, and you will understand yourself very well, in those terms anyway. So not fitting in is a big theme on the show. It's not all of what this is about. I don't do that is a weird concept. It's literally negative. It's kind of inverted. I don't do that. And, you know, I'm still finding the edges of what fits into the show and what doesn't, what doesn't, what it means, what it doesn't mean. And I just want to thank you for coming along with me and helping me to discover this concept which invaded my mind and forced me to make this podcast, <laughs> okay, like so many other creative ideas. I'm thankful for these glimpses into other people's lives. Uh, I was talking about public school. I'm very grateful for Melody's insight. She seems like a happy person, like she's found her way. Uh, she might, like she's able to follow her intellectual pursuits now without a degree. And uh, I noticed that she and I read a lot of the, the same nonfiction uh, we'll, we'll read the same culture, cultural anthropology, for example, and uh, she's found her people. But to me, there's still an element of sadness to the backstory that the public school system couldn't handle a gifted student who had a learning disability. And it seems like social class probably had something to do with it. And um, getting sick had a little bit to do with it. And the social nerdiness that has a place now uh, that didn't have a place in the 80s and 90s when she was growing up. And I can tell you, because that's when I was going to school too, and it was not okay to be a nerd back then. And um, not fitting in socially in school is another thing. Nerd was an insult. And that wasn't very long ago, uh, <laughs> depending on your perspective. It wasn't that long ago. And you know what? One thing I'll say is that we've come a long way in rec recognizing the value of nerdiness. And I hope we come a long way in realizing the value of people who don't do the, the things, the universal things, or any of the things. So there's the social class, there's the social uniqueness, there's a kid who didn't graduate and still scores in the 90th percentile on her SATs. She's consistently under-challenged by everything in school. She finds math confusing, and the school doesn't know what to do with her. And the thing is, she's not misbehaving. She's keeping her nose clean. She's not dangerous. She's not fighting, stealing, etc. You know, my heart goes out to the kid. Kids are vulnerable people, and so are parents. And parenting is hard. So how about institutions? This is the question. Are they vulnerable? <laughs> I'm not trying to be back on that. But are they? I mean, they seem pretty tough to me. An institution will kick your ass. I don't know if that happened with Melody or not, but I do know that she turned out to be great. And she's a person that I personally want to have in the world. And I'll say that she's good for us. Jose, too. I was really intrigued by his story about moving 
around all over the world. It seems really stimulating, really challenging. I am lucky enough to have met a few such people throughout my life, people who are really motivated to go around and experience the world. I have a discussion coming up in season two with Paul, who is a self-avowed hedonist. So he's all about experience, right? Experiencing his world. Uh, Paul does not restrain his desires. That was a fun conversation, and I look forward to airing that one for you, too. Finally, finally, I mentioned that I'm talking with Fuzzy in Season 2 about quitting social media. You will be able to hear me live, embarrassingly so, on Fuzzy's podcast, Fuzz Jock Radio, on Monday, January 9th, 2023, at 10.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, or any time after that on fuzzjockradio.com. Dot com. I say it's embarrassing because I guess I'm going to talk about sports when I don't do that. No, I don't. I don't. I, I had a very relatable time, in fact, talking about not playing sports with Molly on season 10 and about not, sorry, on episode 10, and about uh, not, not uh, watching them or being involved in a sports culture or a sports community. And uh, Molly and I hopefully will play badminton sometime just to not do the thing that we don't not do. And, uh, you know, whether I can relate to you or not, I am going to do my best to get into whatever you aren't into in season two. Ooh, yeah. That was a great rhyme. I didn't, I didn't script that or anything. Some of this has been scripted, but that part just came out. I'm going to get into whatever you don't get into in season two, season two, and it will be well season two. Stay tuned for the update, the update uh, with Ogar, who now doesn't not play drums anymore. It's a pretty heartwarming story. (laughs) You're going to love it. Uh, Thanks to all my contributors for your memberships and donations at I don't do that podcast.com slash give. You help support the show. Thanks for our sponsor, Primetime Web. I appreciate all your help. Thank you. Thank all of you for all that you do and all that you don't do. And I will talk to you again if I'm lucky. I don't do that.